Hello, I'm George Cup. And I'm Callum Gurr. And you're about to listen to the podcast version of To Be Discussed with Cup and Gurr. Please note that this is a podcast, so it's not a live broadcast. So please do not try to vote in any of the polls or send in messages to any of our discussions, as your message will not be registered, but you may still be charged. Also, please note that not all of the opinions expressed in this podcast are our actual opinions, but may be expressed to create a better discussion. Anyway, enjoy the podcast and don't miss our live broadcast every Sunday on Wizard Radio Station. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of To Be Discussed with Cuffy Gurr. My name is Callum Gurr, and I'll be joined by my co-host and political officer, George Cuff. Hello, everyone. This evening, Callum and I will prove to you that you can have impassioned debates whilst holding vastly different opinions without falling out at the end of the night. So this evening, we will be discussing, is too much value placed on being employed? Who? is the greatest LGBT plus music artist of all time. And lastly, what do you prefer, sweet or savoury? With each of these discussions being accompanied by polls, which you have the chance to vote on at wizardradio.co.uk forward slash listen. And these discussions will be open until the end of the song break between each topic. But first, last week we asked for you guys to send in your opinions on the question. If you had a film made about your life, what would it be called and who would play you? Uh, and the first opinion's in from Thomas. Thomas says, I basically act like my life is a movie anyway, so this question was made for me. In the film of my life, I think I'll be played by Tom Hanks, but Tom Hanks nowadays, not Tom Hanks when he was younger. I think Tom Hanks has chilled out a lot recently, and now he's an icon who everyone just seems to like, and he doesn't need to try too hard, whereas I feel like Tom Hanks when he was younger was much more active and energetic. I don't think I'm an icon or anything, but my energy is definitely closer to Tom Hanks today than <laughs> when he was younger. Uh, but he's my favourite actor because we share the same name too. I think it would be called Being Tom, A Life of Gladness, and would be two hours of us just chilling. George, would that be a movie you'd see? Well, um, I'm not <laughs> sure whether I can, <laughs> I can sit through two hours of just seeing um an actor just kind of sitting there chilling i'm not sure that's kind of a, I mean, a thrilling goggle box does rather well doesn't it i mean it, maybe it's gonna be like a similar thing to that where it's tom hanks watching uh tv yeah i suppose so maybe that would be uh an interesting kind of of movie i'm not sure he would be um awarded a, an oscar for that no but, probably not no you know I, there are stranger things have happened but i mean tom i think it's uh i think it's quite interesting that you say that uh you, you go for the older tom hanks because you're not as uh, energetic and active as the younger tom hanks so i feel like your uh, your older 
maybe mentally and in, 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 in the way that you go around in your mannerisms than uh, your actual age would perceive. I, I mean, I can vouch for that in myself. I often, um, I think people think I'm about 80 rather than 23. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's a really interesting thing how you wouldn't, you know, want to, I suppose, actually show your life or the, the history of your life or anything you would just want to have a chilled out kind of film and 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 just to relax i suppose with with one of the legends that is tom hanks i mean callum is that is that something that takes your interest in in, in that kind of film <laughs> um to be honest with you uh thomas <laughs> the way you've made it sound it's not probably a film that interests me very much um <laughs> I mean, great, great biopics tend to have something happen, you know, um, which I may, maybe there is, and maybe you're just understanding it a little bit, but um, just chilling. I mean, it sounds like nice and everything, but I'm, I'm not sure I'd want to go and watch that um, in the cinema, really. Um, you know, I mean, to be honest, I, I've seen uh, obviously a few Tom Hanks films. You'd be you'd struggle to not see some of them. But I mean, I'm I'm pr- I'm evidently not so much a mega fan as what you are, Thomas, either. Um, but I do like Tom Hanks. There's there's no denying that. Um, our next opinion comes in from Lucy, and she says, "I feel like I haven't seen her in a film for ages, but I think Jennifer Lawrence would play me in the movie of my life because she is a bit reckless and is really funny, but also does things like falling over on the red carpet and at award shows, which is the sort of thing I always do. Not award shows, just in real life. I always embarrass myself like she does. The film about my life would be called How to Fail Your GCSEs and Other Mysteries, <laughs> and." would just show exactly what happens when I fail my GCSEs next summer and how my whole life goes downhill from there. I hope it is something more positive, but I have a feeling that it will be that. Well, Callum, I, I suppose kind of a, I don't know, a, a sad film in, in such as, do you reckon you'd, you'd uh, cry a little bit at Lucy's film there? Uh, well, probably the way, the way Lucy's made it sounds like, it sounds like it's going to be a real, um, tearjerker um but I, I mean lucy i'm sure i'm sure you've done better than you think on on your gcse's and and if you haven't i mean it, it isn't the end of the world really i mean what once you get into the kind of actually applying for for more like full-time jobs um and, and things like that they 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 tend to not uh look much at your gcse's anyway so um I, I wouldn't worry so much about about that in, um in many ways in terms of jennifer lawrence playing you i think that sounds sounds great i mean i've not actually i i've missed the whole jennifer lawrence is in hunger games right george she is indeed I, i've missed the whole train on that because i've never watched them um oh. so i i've i've seen about one film with jennifer lawrence and i can't think what it was called and I can't really think what it was about. All I know is she plays someone who comes up with a new product. I think it's a new cleaning product or, or something like that. And, and I really can't think what it's called right yeah, now. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I can't remember what it's called either. Um, but but she is a good actress. Um, I, I will say that. So I mean, I suppose that's a good pick. I mean, there's two questions, George. First of all, would you be watching Lucy's film? And second of all. We've got to put this question to you, of course. What would your film be called and who would star in it? 
Um, well, firstly, I, I love the name of your your film, Lucy. I think it's a very catchy, catchy name. And, and I actually think that this may be a, a twist in there. I think if, if if you'll be surprised with your GCSEs and actually the end of this movie will be very happy um, and, and it will be uh, great when you get your results. But best of luck with your GCSEs, most importantly. And, and as Canon said, I'm sure that you've actually done a lot better than um, you you are worrying about. And I'm sure that it will be absolutely fine. So please, please don't worry about it. Um, I think Jennifer Lawrence is a great actress and I've seen her in many different films and I think that she can play many different roles and um, she's definitely an actress that I, if I was female I would definitely choose to, to play me um, but to, going on to that I think an actor that I would love to play me is probably it would have to be someone like Colin Firth um, or oh my word I've forgotten his name oh gosh Hugh who's Grant. the other thank you Hugh Grant um my my girlfriend often calls me um, Hugh Grant, and she calls me. So if anyone's seen the film Notting Hill, um, his nickname is is Floppy due to his hair. Um, and when my hair is is down, because it's normally pushed back, when my hair is quite natural and down, I, I my hair goes very floppy, and as such, she calls me Floppy because of that. Um, I've just embarrassed. Is that why? Her is that show. why it is, George? Yeah. Yes, Callum. Don't even think <laughs> about those things. Um, and. I think that it would I, I I don't really know what my my film will be called something like a a slice of cupcake or something just to to uh, reminisce in my surname and and just try and be a bit I don't know cheesy with with my title because it's you know I am a very cheesy person and before we read the last um opinion Callum I'm going to shove that question back onto you um well I I mean I've obviously given this some extensive thought uh, <laughs> and I, I think someone that I, I would maybe want to play me would be um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, obviously, I, I really like him in the film Fifty Fifty. I think he's also great in uh, Dark Knight Rises um, and pretty much everything I've seen Joseph Gordon-Levitt and I think he's very good at. Uh, but I, th- I think he'd be good at, at playing a, a bumbling person like me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of the name... Uh, and actually what the central plot would be, who knows, we'll, we'll see, give me a few more years yet to actually do something worthwhile. Um, I, I suppose I'll go along your cheesy line, George, and, and I'll say life is great, because obviously her surname's Ger, and yeah, let's let's move on. Um, oh, <laughs> it's me, isn't it, Regan? Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> so the next opinion is from Isabella. Isabella. Uh, Isabella says, I promise I'm not just saying this because he's my favourite actor, but I think Timothy Chalamet would play me in the film about my life because we're both quite mysterious and cool. We have a good sense of style and I just think he he could really capture the essence of who I am if he played me. Also, I have quite short hair, so although he's a guy and I'm a girl, he could probably put makeup on or something and look a lot like me. And the film of my life would actually be a musical film it would be called Does That Make Me Crazy, based on the song Crazy by Niles Barkley, which I just love. I mean, George, I I don't know who that actor is and I don't know what that song is, to, to be quite honest with you. I mean, do you? Um, I don't know who that actor is, no. But the, the Does That Make Me Crazy is the song um, That Makes Me Crazy. That one. Oh, OK. Uh, one? Good rendition as well. Yeah, no, I do know that one, yeah. Yeah, thanks, Callum. Cheers. I I actually co-wrote that with old Gnarly, as I like to call him. Um, 
I I think that it's it's interesting to have um, obviously the opposite sex play you in a role and and I definitely think it's a really interesting concept to go down that kind of musical line. Um, I I absolutely adore and, and love musicals and I definitely think that I would if I had a film I would definitely see if I could get a musical about my life. You know it'd be great to see Colin Firth try and sing like he did in Mamma Mia. Um, and and I think that it's it's definitely kind of brings that more jolly aspect to the to the um, film and it's a kind of I think it makes it even more cheesy actually. I mean, Callum, I'm going to ask you a really difficult question now. If you had um, the opposite sex play you in a film, who would that be? <laughs> oh God, this is really hard. Um, it's a really excellent question, George. Can you tell I'm buying for time here? Yep. Um, <laughs> I I will just say. I would have played me Jennifer Aniston. Why not? You know, <laughs> I, I think I've got that kind of, I've got the look really for, for Jennifer Aniston. Um, <laughs> would yours then be, do you say Jennifer Lawrence would be yours? Well, either Jennifer Lawrence or someone like Kate Winslet. Um, definitely. Because I, I think that Kate Winslet is that kind of, you know, British, very well, quite well spoken actor and and i think that she would she would do me proud i have just um had a quick look up what uh timothy and i'm definitely pronouncing it wrong but timothy chalamet uh has been in uh interstellar homeland uh and george you may well i think you watched it the king i think it was on netflix uh he played king henry the fifth in that um so there we are so a, a fairly um big films as well we we just live under a rock george yeah, we're not cultured at all. <laughs> no. Right then, remember, we'll be announcing what the question will be for you to send in your opinions on at the end of tonight's show, so make sure you're ready for that, for the chance to be featured in this segment of next week's show. But we've reached time for our first song break, so we'll be back very soon. Hello and welcome back to To Be Discussed. Let's move on to our second discussion of this evening. We're asking, is too much value placed on being employed? So when you are back in school, you are often asked about what you want your future career to be. And also, obviously, you start to choose your A-levels around what your future career you want to be. And also, when you go on to university, you choose more or less a degree that you hope to then be able to use in in a career going on. Or if you go to a more kind of vocational um, job, then you choose to obviously leave school after your GCSEs, um, sorry, after your A-levels, and then you pursue that job. But is employed be up to what it's made out to be? Because being unemployed, it means that you obviously are a lot more available. You get to see your friends a lot more. You get to be more, you go and volunteer with charities and things like that a lot more. But obviously the biggest thing, the underlying factor is that you don't earn as much money as if you were employed. And obviously money does go a long way in in obviously buying things and, and helping um, sometimes even your happiness. So, Callum, is there too much value placed on being employed? I think there is, to be honest with you. I mean, I think think about how much your kind of mental health can be impacted by whether or not you're employed or not um, in terms of 
an internal thing of, of you you feel like you've got less self-worth or at least in my case I always feel like I've got less self-worth when I when I'm not employed um, and society is very much centered around how much money you make and things like that so of course being employed ties into that um, and, and there's a certain level of kind of contempt with which unemployed people are, are treated particularly if they are kind of voluntarily unemployed or, or to, to a certain extent voluntarily um, unemployed but I, I'd say on the flip side as well though um, in terms of talking about the mental health impact I, I personally find that at work as much as yes there is too much value placed on it within our kind of capitalist system it is actually really important to to give you something to do to keep your brain occupied to actually keep your mental health in check as well go going just a very simple act of going to work is really important in that i think um so i think yes there is too much value placed in it but it, it's not to the point where i think oh we shouldn't none of us should be employed or or anything like that well, what do you think george I, I think it's definitely an interesting question. I don't think it's something that um, many people really and truly think about when when they do um, obviously get employed and everything. And, and I think that looking at um, how much pressure is put on individuals, especially uh, around 18. I mean, I at 18 w- was being asked to, to more or less pave the road to my career um and make the decisions of what i want to do for the rest of my life and it's such pressure and and it is very um hard to know what you want to do when you are 18 i mean for for example um i originally wanted to be a teacher then i decided that i wanted to go into policing so i did a degree in policing i finished my degree and now i'm in the middle of politics i mean it's a a very whirlwind and different kind of direction from what originally I was I was planning to to go into and I think that's the most important thing of that is that even if you do choose to 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 study and and go into a certain direction there is so much time and so much um, and there's nothing wrong with with going in a completely different direction even after you've got a degree or a master's or or whatever Um, so in that case then i i would say there is there is a lot of value um there is too much value put on um being employed because quite often i think that to to ensure that you can get a job that you can sustain and actually believe in and want to progress in you have to have time to really find yourself and, and discover what you want to do um and whether that is uh just whether you find out what that is by having part-time jobs here there and everywhere or taking time to yourself going traveling i think it's so important to take a step back and really assess on where you want to go what you want to do and it takes time to do that um and i think there is too much pressure and too much value um put on being employed in 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 just because i mean i think it's wrong to 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 have a job um just because and and if you're not enjoying it then i think it's so important that you step out of that job and and actually give yourself the breathing space to to discover yourself and and what is best for you um i mean callum i i'm I don't know if you want to tell everyone, but, um, you know, you yourself in in uh, since leaving school have been on a bit of a employed journey, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, when I well, when I left school and then left university, I went and worked at a um, social marketing agency, then went back and done a, a journalism degree. And now I'm going to be working 
um, in the civil service fairly soon, um, which obviously I can't, if I told you what I am actually doing, I'd obviously have to kill you. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so, so obviously I, employment has played a, quite a big part in my journey since since school and since university and things like that. Um, and so I've kind of seen how actually negative it can be on your, your own mental health when you're going through kind of unemployment and looking for jobs and how soul destroying actually the act of job hunting is. It's, it's really, really tough. And I don't think employers are, are aware of that, um, to be quite honest with you. I mean, George, question I had for you was, to what extent do you think the show this show has been an inspiration in you changing um, your degree um, for, from policing, or not your degree, so your your job from, from policing. Obviously, you've done a degree in that. You had ambitions to go in that, to then go into politics. Obviously, this has primarily been a politics-y show. Can you repeat the first part of that question, please? Yes. Uh, so to what extent was the show an inspiration in you changing your career path from policing to politics um it's definitely very interesting so um i obviously originally uh was it about three and a half years ago um contacted james just after the 2017 general election um because i wanted to have a platform and, and try and make sure that arguments were being heard from the younger generation and obviously james our producer and um owner of, of wizard radio is was like we w gave callum and myself the chance to come onto the radio show um and i think that absolutely it played a very massive part in in passing away in, into politics because it was it made me find a new love and passion in um in what i was talking about and, and i thought that it was a, it would be a good thing to be able to be in the industry if you like of the thing that i was talking about every week um and as such i've absolutely loved every minute of, of my role that i've had um and that i think that by without the radio show i don't think i would have been able to definitely go to as many debates as i've had have the confidence that i've had to stand in elections and and uh, stand up and speak in in uh, the council chamber and things like that and i definitely think that the, the radio show has helped path the career of, of what i'm now pursuing um i mean callum on that point how do you think the radio show has affected um your kind of employment history or, or do you not think it has no, I think it's definitely um, affected my employment history in terms of it's given me certain skills, I think, and, and a, a way of, of seeing a much broader perspective um, than what I used to do. And I think that obviously that's something we've always been conscious of doing um, on this show. And George, I mean, just a final question before we go to a break is just getting a bit more back to the substance of, of the question. Do you think there's too much value placed on, as you as you kind of alluded to in in your um, initial response, getting a kind of high flying job straight away as soon as you get out of university or out of school that takes you on the path of of a career that you know you want to do for the next thirty forty years? Do you, do you think there's too much pressure pl placed on young people to to do that? 
Absolutely. Um, I think that it is actually it's the wrong way to go around getting uh, younger people interested in having a future career in, in a certain industry or, or company. Um, as I said, I think it is so important that young people have a part time job. They, they go out and explore and actually find themselves because at the end of the day, you've got to be happy in a job and there's no good having this, you know, all fancy singing dancing job if you're not happy um and i think that i mean for example myself i had three years working at hobbycraft as a um, uh, general assistant and and that helped me gain many skills but it was also a job that that um kind of helped me lead into a direction that i wanted to go in as well it, it, and i think that is so important you've got to be able to give yourself time to find yourself and the most important thing is for me um and i say it to so many people that um send cvs into to the office and stuff is that you are only uh, young and you are you know you're you're either 18 20 21 whatever and you've got the whole life ahead of you there is nothing wrong in changing your decisions in what you want to do because you have so long to be able to to go into different areas and everything like that i mean callum do, do you kind of agree with what i'm saying yeah definitely i mean you've got so so long really in the world of work i mean the retirement age is is bonkers and it's it's probably only going to get worse as as the generations kind of after us um, come through into the world of work. So so you've got plenty of time to decide, you know, even after 10 years in a career that, that that's not really for you, to be honest. Um, I mean, if you can obviously uh, afford it and things like that. So so there's, there shouldn't be this pressure to, as soon as you come out of school or out of university, to, to get straight on the, the career path that will lead to your kind of, overall happiness i suppose yeah and how do you think this poll is going to go um i think most people will say yes say 60 percent um i'm going to say yeah about 70 percent of people will say yes but there is only one way to find out and that's for all of you lovely people to go and vote on this poll is too much value placed on being employed and you could do that wizard uk forward slash listen and we'll be back after this Hello and welcome back. So before that break, we asked, is too much value placed on being employed? And to find out the results of that poll, please go to our Twitter page, that's at WizRadio. Right then, time to move on to our third discussion of this evening. And we are asking, who is the greatest LGBT plus music artist of all time? So the LGBT plus movement and music have always had a very close relationship. The messages, liberation and identities present in both the LGBT plus movement and music are both created and reinforced by one another. There are many music artists who have become icons for the LGBT plus movement, including Cher and Prince. But for, for today's poll, we are focusing exclusively on those who themselves identify as LGBT plus. We want to count both their contributions to liberating and furthering LGBT plus rights and their contribution to the wider music scene too. So who is the greatest LGBT plus music artist of all time? Is it Freddie Mercury, Elton John, Miley Cyrus, Little Richard or other? George, what do you think? Well, um, I mean, I think it's 
a very hard field to choose from, if I'm honest. Um, and I think that the, the way these musicians um, that we've we've named today have used their platform to bring awareness um, around the the issues of LGBT plus rights and everything like that have been tremendous. Um, and I think that they have absolutely done so much to ensure that um, those that um, are come into to that that group ensure that they're they're, they're being recognized and that their rights are actually there and, and i think that we should applaud all of them to, to for what they've been able to do for for that community um but for me i think the out of all of these it's it's hard for me between two and that i think for most people would be between freddie mercury and, and elton john i think freddie mercury was incredible in the way that he um was able to to write songs and his voice was like no other he i mean i don't know if you've watched the film Bohemian rhapsody but that film um was incredible and the way they portrayed um freddie in that film was just um mesmerizing the and the challenges that he went through to to um with accepting his sexuality and, and everything like that is just inc incredible to see. And it was incredible to, to, to watch as well. Um, and I think that because of that, it, it put a lot of passion into the way Freddie would go around writing songs and, and sing those songs. And I think that he has been as a, I think forever, actually, I think the history books will always ensure that he is at the forefront um, when it comes to music, because I think his music will never become dated as such. Um, and I think that Freddie is definitely up there. Um, and then you've got obviously an artist in, in Elton John. Elton John, again, went through some incredibly difficult times um, and he has been an absolute triumph of, of all different kinds of things with, within the, the, the community. And, and I think that, um, the talent that he brings in, in musical writing and, and his voice as well. I mean, you know, the songs that he's written, especially for things like The Lion King um, and areas like that have just been amazing. Um, but I think for me, the, the biggest thing or the biggest person I would have to back in this poll would be Freddie Mercury. Um, Callum, who are you uh, going to go for? Um, I think I would probably agree with you, George, to be honest. Freddie Mercury probably is has had the most wide impact i think as an lgbt plus music artist um i think if you consider the fact that there's so many people who probably you wouldn't associate being particular allies with the lgbt plus movement um there's many of those kind of people who are massive fans of freddie mercury and massive fans of um of queen um in general um, and I think that's testament to to what a fantastic music artist Freddie Mercury was, but then also what a kind of pioneering role he actually provided in um, helping to liberate LGBT plus people and further their rights and, and things like that. Elton John, I mean, similarly has, has had a massive impact, but probably hasn't appealed to almost as broader demographic of people who would almost be naturally a little bit hostile I think to the LGBT plus movement as particularly around the times when these artists were performing. Uh, Miley Cyrus um, for, for those who are, are kind of wondering Miley Cyrus identifies as pansexual um, and I think I think she is a fantastic music artist but there's absolutely not a chance in hell that 
that she's the greatest LGBT music, uh, LGBT plus music artist of all time. Possibly in the future we could be saying that she is, but I think she's still too much in her kind of early career to, to be able to give her any real claim to that. Little Richard, I think, as I've said quite a few times on the show now, I think Little Richard is, is really truly fantastic and has had such a massive impact um, on um, particularly gay rights, but also in terms of within music itself, he's, he's had an impact on, on other artists like the Beatles, Elvis Presley, and, and a whole host of, of other big stars. Um, and, and I think it's been kind of forgotten a little bit. Um, but, and particularly also when you consider um, that Little Richard is a person of colour as well, um, and so he, he's had to fight almost two prejudices um, in a time also when both of these were really detrimental to your chances. So, so I think we shouldn't discredit Little Richard, um, but, but probably I, I wouldn't be, be being truthful to myself if I, if I tried to say that he, he was the, the kind of greatest as such. I mean, George, what, what kind of others are, are, are we looking at here? I mean, uh, honestly, I am uh, rattling my head and honestly, I'm not overly too sure um, what others I would bring into this category, because I think it's I think if I'm honest with you, um, that the ones that we've named are um, at the top tier already. Um, and I think that um, people and in your introduction, people like Prince as well were, were incredible in, in what they've done. Um, so I, I really don't know what others I would I would actually bring in. I mean, Callum, have you got any others that you would actually bring in here? It's really difficult, actually, um, as you said. I mean, the difficulty is that also there's a lot of artists who are who have played a massive part in the LGBT plus movement, but it's difficult to say with certainty whether they themselves would identify as as part of that community or just an ally. And we, we wanted to just talk exclusively about those that are actually part of that community um so obviously we mentioned Sher in the introduction and initially um i had written Sher down as as an option um for this but my understanding is that she um she was obviously married to to men as such and i i don't believe um identified as lgbt plus but clearly played a massive part um, in that movement and, and still does today. Prince similarly as well in terms of has played a massive part um, in that movement, but maybe doesn't necessarily identify as LGBT+. But again, there's there's always a little difficulty there with, with saying that with any kind of certainty. Um, so I think there's a lot of people that, or a lot of artists that you could say have had an influence, but might not themselves actually um identify i mean can you think of any others george in, in terms of coming from that more that kind of background um i think that in, in terms of people that have stood up for for those rights I, I definitely one for me is someone like lady gaga um yeah. i think she's done a lot of work to to try and bring um the attention towards the lgb uh T plus community and I think that um, she herself has gone through that actually you know, being 
called out and, and names and stuff. And, and I think people, again, have questioned her um, identity in terms of, of sexuality. And I think that um, because of that, that's just encouraged her more to, to make the awareness of, of what um, this, you know, harm can be done when name calling and things like that happens. Um, so I definitely think Lady Gaga in, in that sense is, it comes to the forefront um, for me. Yeah, no, and actually, George, I've just I've just looked up Lady Gaga, and she actually is bisexual. So, so that is an option on on other that obviously would be a, a big go. vote. Um, I I would think, George, who do you think is going to come out on top here? Well, I'm going to back my original candidate and say Freddie Mercury. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to agree with you um, there because I, I as much as obviously Miley Cyrus is more of today's kind of generation, I think probably. A, the influence of the movies about Freddie Mercury and about Elton John will mean that a lot of the listeners will will actually actively know who they are. But also, I don't think Miley Cyrus is that big of a star, um, to be honest, to, to kind of overcome that. But, of course, there's only way to find out, and that's for you guys to vote away on this poll. Who is the greatest LGBT plus music artist of all time? You can do that at wizardradio.co.uk forward slash listen. And there's options again are Freddie Mercury, Elton John, Miley Cyrus, Little Richard or other. And we'll be back very soon. Hello and welcome back. So Broadway for us, who is the greatest LGBT plus music artist of all time? And to find out our results to that poll, head over to our Twitter page, that's at Wiz Radio. Right, okay, so let's move on to our fourth discussion of this evening. As always, the most important discussion. And we're asking, what do you prefer, sweet or savoury? So, often going to the restaurant, what is the meal you most are looking forward to? Is it that lovely steak with some chips and some peppercorn sauce? Or is it the eaten mess afterwards, the creme brulee? Or the chocolate fudge cake. Who knows? Callum, are you uh, sweet or savoury? I've always been more of a savoury fan myself. I mean, I do like sweet food, don't get me wrong, but I would sooner have a main course or a starter than a dessert, um, generally speaking, particularly a, a main course. Uh, my kind of loves food-wise are <laughs> anything with gravy on it, basically. <laughs> I love mash. Um, Ugh. I'm quite, I'm quite plain and I'm quite kind of stereotypically British about the food I eat. Although I definitely expanded out in in recent years a lot more. Um, but but definitely a savoury man. What about you, George? It's a hard one for me. I mean, so being a diabetic, I should say savoury. Um, but I very much struggle to say no to a very lovely dessert. Um. But then at the same time, I absolutely love savoury foods. But I think ultimately, if, if it came down, if it came down to a life and death situation, I think I would choose a sweet food over a savoury food. Um, and, you know, when I go to a restaurant, I think I more or less always do choose to have um, a dessert. And I would say, oh, no, I won't have a starter, but I'll have a dessert. Um, and even when 
I cook for myself, I'll make sure that I have some kind of dessert, whether it's a yogurt or um, a little bit of ice cream or something. Um, because I, I don't know, I just I just feel like it clears the palate a little bit. Um, so I definitely think for me, savoury, sorry, sweet is 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 my avenue and, and the the side that I will definitely be vouching for. I mean, so Callum talking about savory foods you kind of mentioned that you're a very boring individual and i think <laughs> our, li- our listeners know that um Come what <laughs> what is your absolute favorite dish so let's say you had committed a horrendous crime and you're on death row uh, right. and you were given your last meal what would that meal be oh i, I great questions tonight george you really put me on the spot a lot yeah I know. Um, probably, to be honest, sausage and mash, I've got to say, with a nice <laughs> lot of gravy and some peas and some onions, onions. as well yeah. in there and mushrooms as well. Um, I, I do love sausage and mash, but it would have to be like good, nice sausages like Cumberland or, or they've got some kind of flavour in there because um, sometimes you get them and, and they're very plain and just a bit boring really I, I mean i suppose what what was what's your kind of favorite sweet food or, or dessert or, or whatever oh dear oh dear oh dear um favorite dessert would have to be something like a tiramisu um i do love a tiramisu really? yeah um or my mum does an amazing trifle um so i i love her trifle definitely definitely would have have that um but i think i think if i if i was going to go down the route it would have to be something like uh my dad's carbonara or my dad's roast um both no, I do of them like are, a roast. are amazing um and they're incredible credible foods so so are you as you kind of also alluded to um you're you're um like kind of quite a british cuisine but is there any other cuisine that, that you like? You know, do you like an Italian, an Indian, a Chinese? Yeah, all of them. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I, I, uh, in, in terms of my go-to, I suppose, takeaway sort of thing, I, I, I love Chinese. Um, I mean, well, what, what we would call Chinese food. I'm not sure if it's a hundred percent what they'll be serving in China, but I, I do, I do love that. Um, certainly, but I do also like going out to an Indian restaurant and I do just actually really like trying different foods. I mean, when, when we went on holiday, George, um, a couple of years back now, uh, we, we tried a Lebanese restaurant there and that was absolutely lovely. It's the first time I'd ever been in a Lebanese restaurant. Um, and, and so as much as I say I'm quite British about the things I absolutely love and my, my comfort foods, I am certainly willing to, um, to expand my horizons out and, and, and try lots of different um, lots of different things. Beautiful. Um, and which one do you think is going to come out on top? I think the sweet will probably come out on top. It just seems to be more of the, the thing that people like sweet food. What about you, George? Yep, I'm definitely going to back you on that one. But there is only one way to find that, and that, that is for all of you to vote on this poll. What do you prefer, sweet or savoury? And you can do that at uk forward slash listen. And we'll be back after this short break. Hello and 
and welcome back. So before that break, we asked, what do you prefer, sweet or savoury? And to find out the results of that poll, please go to our Twitter page. That's at WizRadio. So unfortunately, yes, I know, I know, everyone calm down. It has got to that time of the evening when Carl and I do have to say bye bye So thanks so much for listening to Tuba Discuss with Kapunga. We do really hope you've enjoyed this episode. So as mentioned earlier, for the first segment of next week's show, we'd like you to send in your opinion on the question, what is one question you've always wanted to ask Captain Gare? So you can send in those opinions or questions, whatever you want to call them, uh, by email to station at wizardradio.co.uk or through Twitter, that's at wizardradio. So remember to send in your opinions on the question, what is one question you've always wanted to ask Captain Gare? And we're really looking forward to it. To hearing those next week. It is now time for George and I to say ciao for now. So I've been Callum Gurr. And I've been George Cut. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week at the same time and the same place for another episode of To Be Discussed. <laughs> <laughs>